Looking for health insurance coverage? Medical Mutual's individual and family health plans have you covered with $0 select preventive drugs, $0 on-demand telemedicine, a wellness rewards program, and access to thousands of health care providers located throughout Ohio. Plus, most plans include MedMutual Pet, a pet wellness service at no additional cost. You also may qualify for subsidies that can be used to help pay your monthly premium. Visit MedMutual.com slash EnrollACA to find a plan today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a famous Seinfeld episode where George's father, Frank, learns a new relaxation technique, as he calls it. Every time Mr. Constanza realizes his blood pressure is going up, he's supposed to relax and say, Serenity now! Serenity now! Of course, in true Costanza fashion, Frank angrily shouts, Serenity, Serenity now! now! Like he's demanding his body go into a peaceful state. Soon, Jerry's neighbor Kramer begins to apply those practices in his own way, convincing himself that the stress just melts right off, as he says, after a group of kids egg his house. Of course, anyone who has ever dealt with a stressful situation knows that Bottling up your emotions and pretending that things are okay only leads to eventual blow-ups down the line. George's childhood nemesis, Lloyd Braun, foreshadows this. He mentions that he used the Serenity Now technique, and that led to a blow-up in his life. For those who haven't seen the show in previous episodes, it's implied that Lloyd murdered someone and put their body in his freezer. Of course, by the end of the episode, Frank and Kramer begin having unhinged mental breakdowns when they realize that they, they would have been just as well off shouting, uh, Hoochie Mama! As Louisville basketball fans, we've all been through our stages of grief at this point in the season, right? Losing an exhibition game and dropping the opener to Bellarmine was kind of like the denial stage. Losing three straight one-point games and then getting waxed by opponents in Hawaii moved us closer to an anger stage. We began bargaining by looking for any and every improvement around the mid-non-conference season. This felt like it came to a climax after a solid win over a heavily favored Western Kentucky team. But big-time losses to schools like Lipscomb and then, of course, Kentucky put us in this depressive phase. And finally, I think most of us have kind of just come to accept that this is what we're dealing with. The roster isn't going to change. The attitude and effort are what they are. And 10-20 to point losses for the rest of the season are about par for the course. Still, games against Syracuse, Wake Forest, and then at Clemson on Wednesday night make us feel like we're kind of cycling through the stages again, perhaps all of them in the span of a single game. While we have reached that state of acceptance, one that oftentimes appears as apathy, there are things that still make us angry. After all, this is Louisville basketball. The Cardinals are a storied program, and this season is unprecedented. And I I know many might not want to hear this, but I was listening to John Calipari's press conference after another game where where Kentucky just, they seem to come unraveled against an inferior opponent on Tuesday night. And the Hall of Fame coach of Louisville's hated rival, he made a solid point. He told fans, you should be angry. I mean, it is UK basketball and, and fans should have higher expectations of their team. I have to say that I agree with John on this one from the perspective of a Louisville basketball fan. As, as fans, we should be angry with a 2-15 and start to the season, a 2-10 and home record, and an 0-6 start to conference play. It's literally unprecedented. 
Louisville nor any ACC team ever has begun a season this poorly. And regardless of the circumstances that led to this, nobody, including the coaching staff and players, saw this year ever going this poorly. So yes, although we have gone through those stages of grief, it's totally normal and acceptable to watch Clemson go on a 33-6 run and feel angry. Serenity now! And as much as I've, I've felt I've matured as a fan and a supporter of this particular team, trying to rationalize some of the mistakes, find silver linings during another lopsided loss, and accept moral victories, it feels much like shouting serenity, serenity now! now and hoping the problems just melt away, Jerry. The fact is, I am angry. I am upset. And if you care about the Louisville basketball program, you should be too. You are tuned in to the Starting 502 podcast, powered by the State of Louisville Podcast Network. My name is Presley Meyer, your host with the most. And tonight we're going to get into a little bit of everything, really, because I just want to discuss the, the attitude, the mindset behind Louisville basketball fans right now, as well as kind of go over Louisville's last two losses. I suppose the best way to look at the season is to to analyze the current roster, the improvements are really the lack thereof of players, and, and showing and, and trying to make an unbiased assessment of whether A, Louisville is capable of winning again this season, and how can they do so? And then B, if Louisville is capable of making improvements that will give the team momentum it desperately needs to build towards a better season next year. And I, th- I think the best place to start is right there uh, with the latter. I call this the Mike James enigma. It's it's best to start off with with that point because despite everything, I believe that we are beginning to see some really promising flashes from some of Louisville's kind of hopeful future stars. I believe the conversation begins with Mike James. As a redshirt freshman, he's been really solid of late. In the last three games, he's averaged 20 points and 5.7 rebounds per game while shooting better than 50% from the floor. This emerges is exactly what Louisville basketball needs. To be honest, James is becoming a volume scorer that is versatile, and and he's able to create his own shot at every level. He's the team's best three-point shooter, and he he finishes at a high rate through contact around the basket, something we can't save of most players on this team. James has scored eight points or more in 10 games this season. They've played 17 so far, and it looks really solid when Louisville is getting him him the ball in rhythm. He's already dialed up games this season where he's finished with 16, 17, 19, and 24 points. That's as much as you can ask for for a freshman on a lowly Louisville team like this one. And here's the problem that I envision with James, right? Louisville basketball has to find and hold on to foundational pieces in order to begin to build the program back in the right direction, right? James is probably the best example of a player that Louisville has to hold on to. But the pitch is simple from other coaching staff. Say it's a Duke, say it's a North Carolina, say it's a Florida State. You stay at Louisville and you continue to be a part of a losing program, and that he knows by this point. Or, come play with us, be a major piece on a winning team. Louisville has to hold on to James in the offseason in order to begin to build something much larger. I believe the same goes for Louisville's other blossoming contributors. That goes for J.J. Trainer. And definitely for Kamari Lands. It's probably in the cars for Trainer to remain on board, given his local ties to the program, obviously. However, it feels like it's even more vital to keep Lands in the fold next year as well. Lands has all of the ability in the world, and we've seen flashes of that. Uh, and it feels like another solid offseason can springboard him into a potentially massive sophomore year. But what about as it pertains to this season? I'm, I'm a firm believer that Louisville basketball can notch some wins under its belt if it does one simple thing, and that's stop turning over the damn ball. Louisville had 15 turnovers on Tuesday night against Clemson. 
The game before, they had 14 against Wake Forest, and they turned it over 21 times against Syracuse and 15 at Kentucky. The Cars turned the ball over 16.6 times per game. That's good for 346 in the country. Moreover, as, as our pal Kelly Dickey tweeted last night, Louisville already has more quote-unquote team turnovers, which is basically shot clock violations. They have more team turnovers this year than they did in two seasons combined. So just in half, half of one season, they already have more shot clock violations. Things like that are a massive red flag. And Louisville just isn't turning over the ball in dumb ways. They're, they're doing it in impressively mind-bending ways, like stepping on the baseline over and over because of a lack of spatial awareness, coughing up the ball with no defender in sight, and leaving your feet with nobody to pass the ball to. Uh, of course, the shot clock violations, uh, you know, just the, the random passes into the third row. It's not like the opponent is really doing an excellent job to really shake things up. These are self-inflicted wins. It feels like the, the more that they try not to turn the ball over, the more tight that they seem to get. And inevitably, it continues to turn the ball over even more. The major caveat here is this. Louisville has played right with most of its opponents the last few weeks uh, when you look at it from a statistical standpoint. The cards simply just allow stupid, easy baskets far more than the opposition does. The cards are often out-shooting and out-rebounding their opponents. However, the opposition just makes up these deficits by getting easy run-out dunks or just having more possessions than Louisville does. I am begging Louisville basketball just to find a way to cut those turnovers down to, say, 10 or 12 a game. Those extra possessions could ultimately make all the difference in the world. You control the turnovers, and you control your destiny. Again, this is the Starting 502 podcast, uh, and we want to keep this one short for you here tonight, but I do want to mention one other thing, and that's kind of making your own luck. I want to address something that, that's kind of been on my mind, and I just can't just put it away. I can't put it in the back of my mind this season, especially pertaining to, to Louisville basketball, the circumstances around it, so bear with me if you will. I recently heard a metaphor that was pretty profound, but it kind of helps frame things about the way that we approach life. And the way that I feel that, that many in, in situations that we're familiar with right now approach things. And the metaphor goes like this. Imagine you have four trees in your yard. And all four trees are blocking the sunlight that comes into your bedroom when you wake up in the morning. One day, you decide it's time to take out the trees that are blocking the sun. So you get all of your equipment, you prepare everything, and you go down to survey all of the trees in your yard. You realize that one of the trees has a nest in it with new eggs. And obviously, the mother bird is, has, has gone away and they haven't come back for the day quite yet. You decide that rather than taking out all four trees, you'll take out just three trees and you'll, you'll trim the mama bird's tree with the nest in it. Now, when the mama bird returns to the nest that day, she's going to see that three trees are gone and the one that remains is hers and her nest and her babies are all safe. Now, the mama bird's probably going to think to herself, wow, what a stroke of luck that only my tree was the one that wasn't taken down. Now, obviously, as someone from the outside looking in, this isn't true because you, as an outsider, actively worked around that tree and that nest, knowing that the mother bird was going to return and you just wanted to protect it. Of course, from her perspective, it just feels like a stroke of luck. But what I take away from this metaphor is that there's really no such thing as good luck. That may be controversial, but, but instead, imagine for a second that the universe is just going about its business. When it discovers that you are working on something that you truly love, that you're meant to do, that you make sacrifices in order to help them come true, the universe will do everything in its power not to get in your way. 
This is something that I've found is true in my life. Perhaps there's no such thing as good luck or, or destiny. Instead, when we are actively choosing to do something with love and with thoughtfulness, with care, the universe is already moving and working to form around you to protect and nurture the good that we are putting out into the world. When I do good, I put my energy into something that is noble and right and, and just. I, I don't often find that the, my return on investment is immediate, right? And I feel like you guys probably feel the same way. But oftentimes, the results of your labor, your good intent, your goodwill, and your hard work doesn't re- yield the results that you're looking for in days, weeks, months, and years. Instead, I find that what I'm when I'm doing things from a perspective of love, things just tend to work themselves out. Not because that is what should happen, but because when you do right by others and by the universe, good things tend to happen, even if that good is not what our initial expectations were. Now imagine with me Louisville basketball coach Kenny Payne and his intent and his plans when he took over this program. When Payne took over, there was no quick fix for what he walked into. He came into a program with many open wounds. He came to a program with fresh scars that were still far, far from healing. Payne has talked about the backing that he needs from everyone around the program ad nauseum. I need this university to support me, he said in his opening press conference. Support is very critical. You understand what I mean by support. It's not when you're doing good. Support is is really when you're doing bad. To this community, I don't have all the answers, but I know that I had to take this job and try to help build the answers. That sounds like it should be kind of hitting home and resonating with us more than it does, right? It's easy to say that and to, to hear that as a fan, as a supporter, but, but to, to really to live that when you're 2 and 15 is, is entirely different, isn't it? Again, in his introductory press conference, he continued, The community, I need you more than I can tell you. I need you. My brothers, I need you. I don't need you to hit me in the head when it gets bad. I know you're going to want to. It's probably true from, for most of us. This state, I need you. I need you and we need each other and we need to do the right things so that kids come through this program and they achieve greatness. Later on, when speaking to his son, Zan KP had this to say, the most important lesson is I did things the right way. Every single day, the right way. I put other people first. I put the job second. But I put people first, especially kids. He went on to say, I did the right things for one reason, because it's the right thing to do. No agendas. None. In life, things aren't always promised to you. I didn't know I would ever end up being here. The lesson is this, son. You work your tail off. You do right by people. You be an ambassador for good, and your blessings will come. Again, looking back at what he said when he first arrived, things are starting to come to fruition 9, 10, 11 months later, right? And finally, when assessing the future of the program in March, Payne emphasized long-term success over short-term temporary gains. Here's what he had to say. There are two different kinds of success. We win for the moment and it goes away. Then there is sustained success, which is building a culture of winning with character, integrity, and humbleness. Real success is surrounding young people and having an environment that's conducive to winning. With each young man that comes through this program being able to win in life and not just a, a basketball game. Now, the general theme and overall tone of Kenny Payne's comments since his arrival in Louisville has not wavered. Perhaps the messaging has become different, but his words and attitude towards the program, the community, and position bestowed upon him has never changed. 
Payne coaches from the perspective of a loving father figure, a confidant, and someone who wants to do good by his people. Now, the 2022-23 season has been a mess. No one, including Payne, can deny that. But it's important to listen to his words, observe the situation that he's entrenched in, and understand that for people like Payne, things always work out for the best. Right now, it's difficult to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but patience, trust in doing the right thing the right way, and understanding how the universe rewards said actions. It's impossible to understand why things are going the way that they are. But do know this, basketball is about working together. It's about knowing that one or two people are not greater than the sum of a team's parts. Relationship building is vital. Trust, understanding, and yes, even love are all important pieces to success. When that bird returns to its egg, it feels lucky. It feels fortunate to have been the recipient of the universe's gravitational pull. But the reality is that more often than not, that quote-unquote luck is the result of putting out into the world what you want back. For Payne, for Louisville basketball, and for those who support the program, it's important to understand that good things are coming. Now it's just a matter of if we give Payne enough support and enough time. There may not be serenity now, but there is hope for the future. Starting 502 Podcast. Until next time, let's get out of here. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.